0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm Jolton Joe, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, and the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Network, Terrible Ted. Get ready for some skull-crushing wrestling chatter. Welcome, my friends, to Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. Uh, I'd like you to say hello to my wonderful co-hosts, and they are um, true to form. It's uh, Terrible Ted over here, who, of course, is the godfather of the podcast network, the Rewind Podcast Network. The other guy with the big smile is the best at putting over anybody in the world, and he's going to get a chance to do that from the ring very soon, as the uh, as a ring announcer. We're very proud of him,
1: yeah, Tyler. Hey, hey! I can't
2: I can't be proud of him wearing that damn shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I worry,
2: just for you guys, I You got
0: two me. Eagles fans here, and Optimus
2: uh, Prime uh, has won more championships <laughs> than the freaking Cowboys. Okay, just saying.
1: I uh, know. Listen, it's in me. Yeah. It's in me. Delete. That's pretty
0: good. Delete. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, you know what? I'm going to kick it over to Ted because I think it's important. Last week we kind of went dark. um, So we didn't do an episode uh, intentionally. And let me turn it over to Ted to explain some things because uh, man's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. He is the (laughs) Godfather. So there you go.
2: Yeah, I, um, you know, th- with everything with hashtag speak out, um, you know, we had a couple of things filmed between uh, the podcast and uh, talking shop and the Jolton Joe show. And we had them pre filmed and and uh, you guys, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know that that I took the week off last week and everything was kind of pre taped and, and automated. And I went in and canceled a lot of things and uh, and didn't post some stuff that had gotten sent to me to be, to be posted out, uh, for two reasons. Number one, and this is really the primary reason. Um, you know, I support every single person that has spoken out about something that has been an injustice done to them. Um, I think it's important. I think that people can't be afraid to do that. Um, as an educator, I'm one of those people that's a, a mandated reporter. And I hope that you know that if something were happening to somebody, they could feel comfortable enough to come to me and tell me and know that I'll help them handle it and um you know it's it's something where i uh you know i i have a a lot of respect for those people that are coming out for some dealing with something that's obviously been very traumatic for them, and with that being said um, some of the stuff that had been recorded was putting a little bit of a light on people that had been named with allegations named against them. Um, you know, myself, I had recorded some, you know, a podcast where I was talking a little bit about impact and I had talked about uh, an individual and impact that has recently been let go from a whole lot of things. I'm not going to even mention his name cause he's not worth the PR. Um, you know, we had an episode with a guy uh, who was on this show. Um, he had been on this show a couple times once when, when it was on WNTI once when uh you know since we've been on here on the rewind wrestling network and uh we took all that stuff down um you know there's just i don't want to shine a light on those people they don't deserve it and um i'm not gonna count eggs before they hatch i'm not gonna say that they're automatically guilty but right now where they are and especially with some of those people who haven't denied or taken culpability they've just remained silent through all this um you know i definitely don't want to put a light on those people they don't deserve it they don't deserve the credibility or the pr even for a 110 listener audience you know um that's important to me and the other thing is is that there's so much going on in wrestling because of this um i you know again we have 110 person listening audience on youtube and then uh, you know maybe maybe 30 40 more on the podcast listening networks but you know that's that's 200 people who might've paid attention to something that we were saying or doing when they should be paying attention to what's important right now in wrestling. And that that's what's going on with the speak out thing. And um, you know, I support anyone that, that has had an experience to speak out and to say it and to, to get it out there because it's important for your healing process. You know, I've had many people in my life. Well, I shouldn't say many, but I, I've had a handful of people in my life um, that I'm very close to that, have had a traumatic experience um and and the reason that we got close is because um they would come out and I was part of their support group or I was part of their friend group and um it it starts helped your healing process, so I hope that um by not posting anything, we didn't, you know, we we helped with not standing in the way of someone's healing process, and you know, I encourage everyone to do that. And and so, with that being said, we went dark with everything except for the promo battle stuff because I'd already advertised that, and none of that shone a light on any of that kind of stuff, and um, and I felt comfortable letting that stuff still roll out. Um, but again, because of everything that has happened with the speak out movement and a lot of people weren't paying attention to what was going on on the channel. um, I'm going to let the voting go for another week for that, for all the promo battle stuff. Um, Just let that roll out and, and give those independent wrestlers who most of whom I've worked with and I know, and they're great people, um, you know, and uh, let them get their light shine on, you know, shown on them now uh, with a little bit more publicity behind it, but I wanted to stay dark for a week. So Joe, thanks for giving me, just a couple of minutes to to talk about that with our listening audience. And uh, now I think, you know, it's important that we just have a good show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people, people listen it's to yours. stuff like us, you know, people listen to stuff like us because they want to get away from, from the, the everyday and they're professional wrestling fans. And that's why they're professional wrestling fans. So let's, let's just have a great show and, um, you know, and, and get to it and do what we do best. And that's be fans talking to fans, man. I want to
0: add one uh, other thing in that, you know, for all three of us, it was, it was uh, it's was, it been difficult, not as difficult as any of the folks who have been involved in this, but just as fans and knowing some of those folks, um, because we know how much it's impacted them, whether it be a promotion, just be, uh, folding, um, you know, careers being put on hold, and a lot more, a lot more. I'll just say that we took a pause um, yesterday and uh, spoke to each other to decide if we really even wanted to to do this, okay? You're looking at two young guys in this crew and me, the old timer. And uh, for me, you know, there's not as much, uh, not as much in the race, you know, Uh, but... Uh, But these guys have even more kind of sunk into this. So I basically said, guys, whatever you feel you want to do. um, But I understand how much it's bothering all of us. So what we decided is we're going to do what we've done really from the beginning. When I started the show, then asked Tyler to come on. And it's about what did we like? What didn't we like? Let's talk about a few of these things. Let's make a few predictions. And finally, uh, I think we're going to move away from the interviews. I love interviews, but um, we need to let things air out so we get an idea of what really matters in what we do and in this business. So having said that, we're going to talk about what we liked and what we didn't like this week and so Tyler I guess I'm going to throw it over to you my friend and uh what do you think we'll start with Smackdown sure yeah let's do it
1: Yeah. yeah well what I enjoyed is that first match it's hard to beat with uh Matt Riddle making his debut AJ Styles to me AJ Styles has proven to be one of the best ever I mean he's already done that but he keeps showing it I mean here's a guy that You know, as Intercontinental Champion, if Zayn can't have it, then why not? I mean, this guy deserves it. I think, you know, I love this angle, this feud with Riddle debuting. And a lot of people would disagree and say, you know what, why did Styles lose? Well, it's easy because Riddle's the guy coming in. He's established in NXT, but think about it. He's coming into primetime here on SmackDown. You got to give him the win. Because this could build into something else, and you've got Drew Gulak, you've got so many options there with the superstars around the ring. I think it just represents that Styles. You know what? He's going to take the shortcuts, but hey, when he needs to go, he's going to go, and that it's really one of my highlights. And I got to tell you, Sonya Deville, that angle. I think not only is Mandy Rose and Otis really good, but that's brought out the best in her character. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the personality's already been there but we're finally seeing what it can be about. And I love that story right now. Miss TV, that was a great angle and way to do it. And that's that's just a few of my highlights. I'm anxious to see what you guys thought and some of your highlights of what you liked and didn't like on Spectrum.
0: Well, Ted, why don't, do you want to uh, – why don't you jump in there, my friend?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I thought the opening match was great, um, you know, we just got done talking about speak out and uh, I was a little bit surprised that they, they still aired the match. I mean, obviously it was pre-taped. I was a little surprised they still aired riddle. Um, But it also seems to me um, that WWE's lawyers and his lawyer have taken action against the people that um, had brought something up with him because I guess it's been an ongoing harassment type thing is is apparently Matt Riddle's claim. Um and they were they were comfortable enough to put him out there. So that tells me, you know, as opposed to someone like like, you know, uh, a certain superstar who was on 205 live and got fired, you know, um right off the bat. So that tells me that right. that they they feel very comfortable having left him on TV with everything that was going on when they could have easily edited it out and just been, you know,
0: just moved on, right? And just moved
2: yeah. on. So, um So there's that Uh, I I really, man, I just don't like Mojo Raleigh. I don't know what it is. I've just never, I've just never been able to like the guy. Um, I'm glad every time he loses, (laughs) you know, like, and it's not even because he's a heel. He's like, I just don't like watching him. I was like, man, Shorty G, I hope he rolls him up in like 30 seconds and we can just be done. You know, like I love watching Chad Gable, but I hate watching Mojo Raleigh. Um, You know, so that was a thing. You know what? I, I understand that, that the, um, that the the Lucha House Party is the, in the position they're in right now because the USO, one of the USOs, got hurt. I think it was Jay USO got hurt. Yeah. Um, but man, am I glad they're in the spot. Yeah. Because yeah. man, are they He's doing a good, good job? They're so freaking good. I just love yes. watching them work. I love watching them work. Um, I, I love the continued build with. With Sasha, I love the continued build with uh, um with Bailey, and I gotta tell you, my big thumbs down for the night was the ending segment with Buzzards Bray coming back here. You know, I am. um I hope, I hope that it's gonna become like a Three Faces of Foley thing, and that it's not a full time switch. Okay. That's my hope, is that sometimes he's going to wrestle as Bray in the sweater. Sometimes he's going to wrestle as Buzzard's Bray. Sometimes he's going to wrestle as the Fiend. I can handle that. But you already killed this character. So why the is it back on my screen?
0: (laughs) Here's my thoughts on that. I'm going to throw it right in, okay? Because I enjoyed it. I liked seeing him come back in the early stage of that character and when you know he brought his his uh associates in mm-hmm. that to me was the scariest freakiest thing back then mm-hmm. and I liked it a lot now I think that's why I'm happy for for Bray to be back in the midst of things and I agree with you completely I don't want it to just completely go back to that I want it all over the place mm-hmm. I want him bouncing from this corner of the screen to that corner of the screen and back to the fun house, you know, where the kids are doing their thing, you know, and the puppets. I'm sorry. I love that. And, uh, so that was my highlight actually. (laughs) So I think that where you, I think this is going to continue tonight, Ted. Uh, I think, no, I do. I think where, um, you know, what you said is is absolutely right. We need that bouncing around. Mm -hmm. And I would be shocked if they didn't do that. Because I think they have a lot committed to this character. Including merch. You know, those various faces of Bray. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what. You guys always say I'm a Mark. Guess what? They put you know, an old school Bray, I'd probably get that t-shirt, man. You know, I love that stuff. That so sure. I I think I'm going to leave it right at that. That's why I like the most Smackdown was not the biggest deal for me this week. Um, uh, and you guys have already touched on a few really good things. So, yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to say, let's bounce through the weekend and maybe, uh, stop right on, on raw, but I do want to make one other comment before I toss it to Tyler. Um, and that is Ted, you have been, uh, very, um, focused in your concern about the coronavirus and the, and what was going to happen to the wrestling community. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing that now and it's very concerning. Um, uh, what's her name, uh, Kayla?
1: Braxton.
0: Uh, yeah, Braxton. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always laugh because, who is it? Bully calls her Tony Braxton. Yeah. Uh, says uh, she's gotten it for the second time now. Um, Renee Young has it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what else is going on, but I, they're strong people, they work out, but, but I fear for anybody. Because mm-hmm. you just don't know. Yeah, so good- my wishes go out to all of all of them.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. But
0: you're right, Ted. You know, we...
2: <laughs> I'll never get tired of hearing that, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I, I, You know what? My daughter lives in Jacksonville and I would mm-hmm. like nothing better than to go and visit her in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I can't take that chance. Yeah. You know, I'm an older guy with with bigger issues so yeah. um you know
2: yeah there you for go. sure for sure and, and you know the fact that this immediately you know this happened at WWE and it immediately Im- impacted no pun intended AEW yeah right because Renee is married to John.
0: Absolutely. And the
2: second she had it, John, you know, John has now had to go into quarantine, right? We don't know who QT Marshall was in contact with, but now he's in quarantine, right? So like, it's like right off the bat, it's like, this thing just spreads like wildfire. And this has been my my growing concern, right? They started letting family and friends into the show.
0: No masks. And and no
2: masks. And just boom, it happened. And this is why we can't have, everything back to normal yet everyone's clamoring oh well basketball is coming back yeah basketball everyone in basketball is gonna get sick and we're not really gonna get basketball back baseball's already been sent home right they went back to training camp and they were sent home yep you know this thing is gonna be off the wall it's gonna be it's gonna we're not getting back to normal until summer 2022 if we're lucky
0: i was just thinking as you were talking and you've got you've got kids and everything, and it was just like, mm-hmm. this is why we can't have nice things.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs>
2: yes. Oh,
0: Ellie, you want to take us into Raw?
1: Yeah, I mean, but hey, great observations. I've uh, been seeing a lot of reports of that, but yeah, Raw. I got to tell you what, Charlotte Flair. Now, really, this she's having surgery, but the storyline was to get her off TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think – I'll tell you what, I like the idea of her and Nia Jax. I think we'll see that once she gets back. I think yeah. so, that's why they were mm-hmm. building that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all, you know, with the nature boy, Ric Flair, adding fuel to that fire before the Orton segment. I mean, say Nia Jax better watch out. I'm paraphrasing because I can't uh, remember it word by word. I, yeah. Anything yep. with the queen, man, I'm sold. I'm, I'm a mark too, Joe, for the Charlotte Flair. Everybody needs to bow down to Charlotte Flair. And that, I agree I,
0: with you too.
1: That, I mean, great. I think she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And just some other things that I, I really enjoyed. I got to tell you what Shelton Benjamin, I think that's a guy that I don't know what they're doing with him, but I've always been a fan of, I thought yeah. the guy going back to Lesnar, going back to that class in OVW. And it's like, why are we not seeing more of Shelton Benjamin? But you know, I have to think and take a step back to what you guys were just talking about. It's probably, Due to concerns, you know, and that, that's why we're not seeing as much talent. But I'm thinking now you're plugging him in. I really like him and Apollo Cruz, and I like how that's going to add or go into Lashley and Cruz for a U.S. title. I think that will probably happen at Extreme Rules. And MVP, I give Ted a lot of credit. He's been the highlight for me on Raw. I think get a stable, get Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, get that stable. He's trying to recruit Cruz, but I think Cruz being a U.S. champion is too good as a babyface right now. So I'm just picking a few highlights. There was some good stuff on raw though. I actually enjoyed raw for the most part.
2: Yeah. I, um, I want to point out a parallel. Okay. MVP is actively trying to recruit right now. Yeah. Brody Lee is actively trying to recruit <sighs> right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to put it out there and people can eat me, you know, eat me up about it, whatever, in the comments. WWE's doing it better. <laughs> MVP's doing it better than Brody Lee. They, they are, I agree. I'm starting to understand as good as Brody Lee can be in the ring, and we haven't seen that in, since he's been in AEW, but as good as he can be in the ring, mm, I'm starting to see why WWE never put their train, you know, their mm-hmm. train on hitch onto this guy, man. Um, it's getting bad. Uh, so I have a couple things that, you know, I watched Raw late. I watched Raw um, on DVR. And I have a couple of things that are really bothering me. Um, Dolph Ziggler for AJ Styles? Really? That was the trade? That was the trade? Okay. All right. It shakes things up a little bit. But then he gets a championship shot after he's been losing to – to. to uh, the worm, the caterpillar, Otis. Yeah. Otis oh, right, for right, right, right. you know for three months,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he gets a championship shot.
0: But you know what Vince always says, right? At least what that's what they claim he says. People forget. Yeah, he went. For, he went from one to the other. It's still Zo- Dolph Ziggler. I know. I jumped in on you, man. Uh, I was thinking that Dolph will be good for Drew, only because, well, a couple of reasons. One, psychology, because mm-hmm. Dolph plays with your head, man. Mm-hmm. And two, because of their history. Mm-hmm. So it might have been the best fix at the right time.
2: That's all I'm going to say there. Maybe, but I feel like there's just so much on there's so It's so unfinished with Bobby Lashley. I feel like that was like... <laughs> This was this match, and it was a fantastic match. Bobby yeah, Lashley, Drew McIntyre was fantastic, and it's an un, it's a story that's that's left untold now. And now it's like, well, we're gonna bounce from this It's like playing ping pong with who the number one contender is. Damn it, no, that's not what this is. All right. I'm good. I, I love the passion. I, I love it. Oh, I do. My yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. It drove me insane. Um, I love that the Street Profits finally got their winner over the Viking Raiders. Yeah, great match. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um our truth lost the 24/7 championship for the 700 million, you know, 350,000 time on Raw, to, you know, on Monday night. Woohoo. Um I'm still not sure about Natalia. You know, uh, yeah. Natalia's kind of in limbo right now. It seems like they're trying to groom her maybe because they see that hey, Charlotte's going to be out for 2 months and Becky's out and uh, what are we going to do for
0: you yeah, know? they're flipping her. They're flipping yeah.
2: her. Yeah, so may- maybe we'll, we'll get something good for her. And um, you know, Randy's going back to being the legend killer a little bit, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, love- I'm kind of I'm kind of good with it actually. I kind of hope that they bring back some of those, uh, you know, those ruthless aggression people, and mm-hmm. just let him mow through them. You know what I mean? Like I want it, I want them to bring back John Cena and have Orton just completely and destroy him. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like i I want it done i want it done um and so we'll you know we'll see what happens i'm worried
0: about flair i'm hoping that they don't mess with him and i I don't know how this sounds but you know what five ten years ago maybe it's okay Mm -hmm. but rick is an, an old man yeah. You know, he's had a lot of issues. Don't crush him. Let him be, you know, what I didn't like was when Orton kept going, come on, Rick, come on, Rick. And he almost like he's pushing him along. I don't know if you caught that towards the end of that mm-hmm. segment mm-hmm. Yeah, pushing him. I don't like that. That's almost disrespectful. And I'm concerned the way that might go because I don't want to see Rick get. Beat up?
2: Yeah, no, no? I don't, I don't I've think you will. That
0: already, for I, God's sake,
2: I think we'll see the Bobby Heenan treatment for Rick.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bobby always got into hot water. He was about to get the crap kicked out of him, and then all of his heel buddies would come and save him every mm-hmm. time. I think he'll get the Bobby Heenan treatment. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do.
0: All right, we're going to uh, we're going to switch things up ever so slightly here and go to a uh, another group another organization known as AEW. So um, we're just coming off the Wednesday night event. Let's uh, throw it over to Tyler here and see what he thinks of uh, what he saw last night. Because when Ted talks, it's going to get ugly.
1: (laughs) No, I, listen, what I have to mention, that first match impressed me. Between Wardlow and Luchasaurus, I mean, Fine. what we forget what we forget about—is it's not just a big man style. All these big guys can move like cruiserweights and do all kinds of athletic stuff that you don't see a six-four, six-five guy two seventy-five do. And that's what impressed me—is like mm-hmm. Luchasaurus has got the educated feet, kind of martial arts kickboxing kind of background. Not sure, but it, it's effective. And Wardlow, man, I, didn't he do a Hurl Karana? I thought I saw him do it mm-hmm. like scissors. Yeah. Or something. And just even right. the brawl to the outside was great with all the lumberjacks. That was clever. Marco Stunt gets thrown like a dart. And then, you know, Luchasaurus <laughs> doing a shooting star press. I mean, there was just a lot of great moves. And I did feel like it was just where it spots. It it meant something. So i got to tell you what, I was just – my takeaway was that first match. And I've got to go with the tag team match. I know everybody's like, well, that's obvious, FTR – but I love those guys. Arnett, it's not obvious to some of us, apparently. Well, yeah, no, I know. But I can't help it. I'm I'm a fan of those guys. They're only going to make that tag team division even more credible. And I, I like where this is going. SCU, Kazarian Daniels, I watched them, followed them since Impact, since CNA. That's where I first, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, recognized them. And I, I thought it was just one of the best, you know, tag team matches I've seen in AEW so far. And I like the uh, angle with the uh, – Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade. I think that'll actually work out the eight man tag for final. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. two of my highlights, mm-hmm. just real quick mm-hmm. on AEW. Um,
2: all right. So I'm going to start with Joe's Bone to pick with me tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs>
2: um, listen, FTR and SCU, mm-hmm. two fantastic tag teams.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay.
2: They are phenomenal. Okay. I felt like the whole first two-thirds of the match was so disjointed. Like, wait, what, what spot are we supposed to be doing now? Like, I, I, I felt it as a viewer. Normally, I try to actively not look for that. Right. But I was like, I was like, oh, man, like this feels like, like that wasn't supposed to happen there. Like, oh, mm, you know, and maybe I have a different perspective now than I did a year ago because a year ago, I didn't think about that. You know what I mean? Like a year ago, I didn't think about matches like that. But since I started calling shows and like, all right, is that really the finish? Or because, you know, all right, if I know how a finish is supposed to go and then we're ringing the bell for some reason or another, and I'm like, well, why the hell am I ringing the bell right now? Nobody told me about a false finish, <laughs> you know, like uh i just i feel like it's um i don't know i I feel like it's it's problematic um now again, the last third of the match it started kicking it started flowing and and so, when I had texted you guys, it was like halfway through the match right um and Joseph, they' go well, I think it's fine get out of here <laughs> you know?
0: i know really i'm telling you man, I really um I respect what those guys do, and Tyler's been on that, too, the whole connection to how much they look like, uh, yeah, they in the art NBA. and Tully, and everybody says that, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of obvious I could think at this point, but I think that you had four really good workers in there, and let's face it, uh, you know, this is, what, the second match they've been in? FTR, so uh, I think so. You know, you have to de- develop chemistry. Uh, you know, there's no house shows. There's no... That's true. Pay-per-view. There's there's none of the things that would have created a midnight rock and roll express type of thing that just yeah. happened, you, you know. So uh, it's like doing Shakespeare for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, When -hmm. you haven't worked with these folks before, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Now, if you want to contrast it,
2: the Brody
0: Cabana. uh, Oh my God. Mm. Rough. It was, I'm sorry. I know I want to be positive. I want to be nice to everybody, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch it because I know I kind of cut you off, but I think we've got some back and forth here that we can do. Um, Brody looks like um, like he's lost, and he's got this shitting grin. Pardon me, that is hard to understand. It's not dominant. It's not anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were awkward going into spots, um, as opposed to say. Um, uh, I want to say killer cross, uh, carrying cross, who is big and he's you and he does things and yeah. he knows what he's got to do. Brody looked like, yep. I know that's not fair. I'm not a wrestler, but I'm telling you what I'm seeing. And th- this has no reflection on Sonny and, and Janella, but they They were absolutely awful, the whole crew together it yeah. it just looked so awkward
2: yeah it was it was a nasty it it just felt like it was spot missed after spot missed it looked uh like people were confused yeah. um yeah i'm just i'm not a fan of cabana being paired with the dark order I'm not a fan like it,
1: it doesn't make sense.
2: The Dark Order is the NWO. I'm just gonna call it. And it's not the good NWO. It's no. you know, no, it's like not. it's 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 the NWO after they got back together and they had the red and white t shirt happening yeah. at the same time and everybody was in the NWO and nobody was left in the WCW locker room. That's <laughs> what it is at this point. It's bad. Um uh, they they just need to cut their losses and say, Screw it. You know, they 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 went for a, a long term thing and it did not pay off. Yeah. And um or or do the smart thing, the thing you should have done from the beginning, and have Matt Hardy delete Brody Lee, take over the dark order, and make it something fun. Mm. That's
1: a that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm just saying,
2: as a yeah. fan, I would watch that. Because I would love to see Brody Lee get his ass just destroyed right now. Um,
1: I get so, what you're saying, though.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, you know, the women's match was another women's match.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a smash um, smash, smash, yeah. It was
2: just there. Um Brian Cage again. Monster? It was supposed uh, it was supposed to be Moxley. Um I'm happy that Brian Cage looks as great as he does because yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that match at yeah. Fighter Fest. Oh, no,
1: no.
2: Um, and uh you know, I just I love tell Matt me, Hardy. Tell
0: me, tell me. What did you think of the press conference?
1: Uh yeah, go ahead, Ted. It it failed to me, I'll tell you. It, there was some it was rough.
0: I was sitting there with Sue with my wife. I, I gotta get her to come on here one of we just taped too late at night. Um and you know, I I'd like her perspective because when she is into something, and it's usually WWE. Mm-hmm. She's a fan, okay? She just said to this, this looks so unnatural and scripted mm-hmm. and and i you know first of all if you throw if a woman throws a glass of water into your husband's face why wasn't there fighting once you get po'd you know what what i don't know it, it just that was you wrong. know the guy can't do anything no but i don't get i don't get that sorry um, I needed to know what you thought.
2: It was bad enough that I didn't even want to comment on it.
1: <laughs> wow. So, so Ted was at a loss for words. That is bad. No, it's not that I'm at a loss for
2: words. It's that those words aren't PC no. enough for the interwebs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. What, what do I know? All I mean, right. He's got a cowboy shirt on. There, there you uh,
2: go. <laughs> um, and, you know – Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho, I think, will be money. I really do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'll be what it'll be. And Matt Hardy and Santana was like –
1: Yeah, I didn't like that match. Well,
2: that
0: was a bit of a letdown, too, because of what should have happened. You know, but it didn't.
1: And and, and Matt Hardy looked crisp. I mean, it looked like he was struggling. I mean, Mm. it's like even J.R. said, yeah.
2: Listen, they're working him hard and he hasn't worked a schedule like that in years. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I just And and, and you know, he, yeah, he's Matt Hardy, but he's old Matt Hardy now and his body's beat to shit from all the stuff he jumped off of when he was 20. You know, so So I um I don't know. I I feel like uh I feel like Matt he's going to have a great time in AEW and he's going to have a lot of fun and he's going to put a lot of talent over and he's going to do what vets should be doing. And he might get a run with the championship to add some prestige to the championship at some point. Hmm. Um, and if he does, it'll be in the very near future and it'll be a one and done and he'll never have it again. You know? yeah. Um, but I think that ultimately it was, it, it was a B show. AEW as a whole, was a B show and i'll tell you what NXT wasn't
0: yeah it yeah. shows it shows in the ratings
2: yeah i was about to say interestingly enough and a- NXT know? had 786,000 viewers last night AEW had 633,000 mm. that's you know NXT doesn't win often no but i and, and i meant to mention this a couple of weeks ago when we had the show and i just I, I never i never found a way to fit it in there NXT's ratings bounce way down there, right? On nights where like they they kind of on nights where they're they're given the PC talent a little bit more room to shine. Mm. Let's call it like we see it, right? Mm-hmm. Um but when they bounce back up, they bounce back up to a, a pretty consistent spot. Right? When they bounce back up, it's always in the mid to high 700,000s. Okay? Um and even when and I'm looking at the ratings right now on my screen, even when it's not up there when they bounce back up when it's at the at the the, the high six hundred thousands, it bounces back up there within a month. Okay. AEW has never really gone back to what they hit at the start of things. Mm. You know NXT when they when they started off like that first week that they did it it was like under six hundred thousand and then after that it was seven twenty one right and the whole month of January other than that first week they lived in the seven hundred thousands okay all of all of February seven hundred thousands March was weird but COVID hit right
1: changed everything
2: right so then April and May we lived in like the high six hundreds range right and now in june we've been mostly 700,000s again because we're bouncing back we're learning how to program nxt started in the 900,000s mm. okay the last time they were there was in march okay again covid right but they haven't been back up over the 7 over the the 800 mark Since I wanna I wanna make sure I'm not okay, they have had one show over the eight hundred mark since March twenty-fifth. Every time they bounce back up, they bounce back up just a little bit lower. And then when they have a big go home show, like the show where they had eight eight twenty-seven was the go home show for uh for double or nothing. Right? And then it's been going down, down, down. Their bounce back isn't going back up, but NXT's is. So, I, I mean, I just, I feel like people are like, oh, this is new. This is cool. And then they see things like the Dark Order and they're going, shit, this is WCW again. I mean, I've been saying well, it the I, entire you know, time I, we've been I, on the show. The I entire have I wonder if those
0: fans even can make that connection because I think there's a younger audience there. I don't know. I think there's a, a younger audience that maybe doesn't make that uh, connection. But – they know what they like and they know what they don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see if FDR can, because you're talking old school wrestling there for the the most part. So what happens when um, the uh, Bucks and and FDR get together, you know, who's going to be the heels there? You would think it would be FDR because everybody – likes the Bucks flippy stuff but so it's really gonna be interesting to see the other thing that I feel about NXT is that uh NXT really COVID I think really smacked them because uh those live shows those um what were they calling them? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. You know, the live in Brooklyn and uh, oh,
2: yeah. the, the, the NXT the live views, events, yeah.
0: Right. We're building such a name for them. Yeah. It's what dragged me in. And Tyler, you remember in the beginning, I was like, I got nothing on NXT. I don't even watch it. Yeah.
2: The, mm-hmm. And then
0: those shows were bringing me in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so time will tell. It's, it's not time yet, so I right. think they're just going to do this dance for a while,
2: right.
1: and,
0: and see how it goes. Right. But man, they—I think AEW has to be really, really smart, or they're gonna—they're gonna lose a lot of ground, and they yep. can do it, qu-
1: and it can happen quickly. Yep. I think they got too confident. I mean, I think so. I think they—that was a mistake.
2: Yeah. Listen, Chris Jericho's a draw, but he's only going to draw so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to surround him with people that can also draw. And yeah. and all of these indie darlings are indie darlings because they were on the indies. They aren't going to draw you a million viewers. You know, um I'm sorry, the Young Bucks are fantastic, but they didn't draw a million viewers for Impact. They didn't draw a million viewers for Ring of Honor. So what made you thought right. think that they, you know, oh, we're going to make our own company. We're going to draw a million view- viewers. No, you're not. No, you're not. You didn't draw a million viewers anywhere else you were, okay?
0: Well, I think you also, you know, in that Ring of Honor period, which brought me back into Ring of Honor, um, after losing a lot of guys over time, Mm -hmm. you know, was the fact that you had had Cody, you had the Bucks, you had um, Marty, you had other of these folks Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: that nucleus, and when that nucleus blew apart, in uh, the end of, well, I guess it was like d- December 8th was their last pay-for-view mm-hmm. of 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, that blew it to pieces. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought that was a, I thought they had a really nice build going there. So now we're on Ring of Honor, but again, it's the same guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same guys, you know? Um, Adam Page isn't, in the focus that I think he was probably in uh ring of honor. Yeah. You know, like the, the elite, the, the elite stuff. Anyway.
2: Yeah. I agree. I
0: mean, we can table that. I mean, uh, I did enjoy the very first, as Tyler said, the opener, Luchasaurus and Wardlow. I think the uh, tag team match is going to be good. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of action. The mm-hmm. only thing I would say is, Okay, the refs and the lumberjacks were supposed to keep them in the ring.
2: Why, yeah, and the, you know. And, and, oh my god, that drove me insane. And and I'm glad you brought that up. Like the, he's not even counting. He's not. No. He's not even counting. Are the rules and for those guys are not different?
0: doing anything? You know.
2: Yeah, those guys, no, those a guys breakdown did, later, but yeah the, the, those guys did something, Joe. They were there to catch everybody yeah for for, <laughs> yeah. for all the spots for the eighteen year old indie darling kids you know that's right, that's the what flippies. they were there to do.
0: hey, I'm never gonna say that I don't like the flippies. I love m l w because when I go, I can get you know uh bruisers like Jacob Fatu, and then I can get some of the Lucha guys. I mm-hmm. like that spread, mm-hmm. you know, but don't be so obvious with things, you know, you know, the psychology is not what it should be. right? And I, and I could say that as watching these things over the years, you know, mm-hmm. because what happens is the more you give, the more, um, uh, it's like movies. Okay. You get a desensitization. You know, uh, every horror movie that pushes it further is you expect more from Mm -hmm. the next one. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's desensitizing and you're you're smart, man. You know.
2: ECW was great because you had one of those giant spots in a show.
0: Right, right.
2: AEW, you have 25 of those spots in a show. (laughs) And it was like Oh uh, well, I just saw that in that last match. Why is it not doing more in this match? You know, it's 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 bad. It's bad. All right, let's uh, let's move on because I will just keep going because I'm just I'm so frustrated because I wanted AEW to be so good and I'm just I feel disappointed.
0: <laughs> There's still potential. I think yeah, we have to be yeah. we have to be patient and uh, we have to hope that they learn from their mistakes. And that they listen, you know, and that people like Jim Ross and Shivani can bring that old school, hey, remember mm-hmm. this, and FTR, and, and I don't know what to say about some of the others. But now, I'll say one last thing. Uh, Janelle, I'm not a huge fan of. Sonny Kiss does something that's, you know, very uh, left of center. But I know that they were really excited.
1: Mm-hmm. You could
0: tell how excited they were to be there and to do that last night. So there's a lot to be said for passion. Mm-hmm. And so I give them a lot of credit, despite the fact that it, it, you know, was a thumbs down for me. Right. So I do want to say that.
2: And, but, and I loved the little cinematic segment. The yeah, little cinematic was segment good. was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. I love yeah. it. And I, I love I love Sonny Kiss and I and, and I'm okay with Joey Janela. I don't love Joey Janela. Yeah, but yeah. but I love Sonny Kiss. So it is it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, they
1: did the best they could.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, we want okay. to hit a hit yeah. NXT.
0: So uh yeah, I feel like we did, but we didn't, did we? Yeah. yeah. All right. Tyler, <laughs> take it away, man. You are the NXT guy, man. You usually come up with some good stuff, and I need help here because once again. There was a few things I liked, but I know you're going to tell us a lot of good stuff.
1: Well, I, I got to tell you, I know this guy gets on Ted's nerves a little bit, but I will tell you, Kim and Grimes, I'm really liking him. I think his personality—he—he he annoys you. That's the thing. I know Ted's shaking his head. That's the whole point. He's just to me, he's just not only technically good wrestler, but I, I like the match with Freebird, baby. I'm I'm laughing because I know Ted, man. His expressions are getting me, but. I can't help it. I I, I like the opening match. But I know I can't wait for his rebuttal on that. So, and the next match that I think maybe he'll be better about is Dakota Kai, you know, Raquel Gonzalez taking on Caden Carter and Casey. How do you say her name? I can never. Thank you so much. I was sweating bullets trying to get that name out, but that was a match that I loved because I like the heels. I mean, to me, Gonzalez and Kai have the experience as a team. I just – I can't help it. I've been high on that whole team of Gonzalez mm-hmm. and Kai. And the way Gonzalez manhandles those women, I love that. That's what she needs to be doing. And that's really a few of my highlights. You know, I, I'm just – a couple matches that really I was interested in and wasn't looking at something else like some matches where I'm kind of, okay, I can do without it. You know. So.
0: But I know you loved – Seeing and carrying and cross one more
1: time, baby. Right? Uh, no, I, I did. I, I I'm a big fan of him. I I love the presentation. Yeah, cool. yeah, Oh, no doubt. I'm a fan. You're
0: getting squashes for a while.
2: Yep. Yeah, probably so. Yep. Although I I felt like this was a presentable squash.
1: Yes. Yeah, I felt yes. like I
2: felt like it didn't make, um, it, it didn't make Bronson Bronson Reed. Uh, it didn't make him look weak. No. He put up a hell of a fight more than anyone's put up against this guy so far. And it made him look like a legitimate threat to anyone that's not carrying cross, which I'm behind because I think that Bronson Reed is a big guy who can go my God. I want to see Bronson Reed and Keith Lee just go in Bingo. and fight for yep. days. <laughs> I like that. You know, I agree with you. I like that. Um, Cameron Grimes, listen, you're right. Cameron Grimes can go in the ring. He's he's reasonable in the ring. He's he's uh, he's okay to watch if you can ignore his face for ten minutes at a time. Um, you know, I just I I I can't watch him. Like I literally had to walk away because because I turned it on, and I was like, nope, I'm just gonna put on AEW for the first ten minutes of, of the, <laughs> the night. Like, because I flip flop, I flip back between the shows, and then if I if there's something I know I want to go back and rewatch, I go back and rewatch it on the DVR. But I was like, "Oh, Cameron Grimes is on Click." <laughs> I just that was it, enough, there. That was enough it, there. it's automatic for me, man. Like I just, I it, God help me when he moves up to the main roster because I'm literally just gonna be like, "Oh, all right, cool. I'm gonna go do some yard work." And uh <laughs> well,
0: uh, you know man. what? I want to point something out on this. Okay, another kind of Vinceism that I have heard, I think we've all heard is that in that big on the Southern thing and talking and,
1: yeah, and,
0: you know, I always think of Cameron Grimes. And I, again, I think of Freebird, man, you know,
1: yeah,
2: uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's, thinking about him is making me yawn. Like it's, it's bad. It's, it's just, it's awful. Now, I wanna
0: I wanna hear from Tyler. What did you think of the big the the main event?
1: Oh I thought it was great. I I'm all for it made sense to have Lee take on Cole. I think that's a match everybody wants to see. So I'm I'm good with that. I think Battler Gargano was great, but I gotta tell you, Battler's losing some momentum for me. Definitely. You know, and yeah, I think you guys have brought that up, so it's yeah. nothing new we had talked about. So, but that's the thing. And I like Gargano, but we've seen him in Cole already. So I think that was logical choice. Just let Keith mm-hmm. lead North American championship because mm-hmm. we know Adam Cole would love to win a, you know, be double champion as well. So, and Hey, think about this with the ratings. I'm going to go back to that. They're doing uh, the great American bash. And I think that's going to be over two weeks. So, you know, they're counter-programming. That's I mean, fascinating. momentum With Fighter Fest, that's something I noticed when you all were talking about the ratings that clicked that you know they're bringing back right.
0: great yeah. point man yeah. i mean that's that's dusty's thing and cody yeah. was trying to get that and he didn't and now they're ramming it right in their faces
1: yeah. they are. They're, they're doing that yeah, yeah exactly
2: yeah for sure and um i mean listen um i thought that main event was everything it needed to be I think it, I think it showcased the three guys. I think it it made them all look strong, and it made Keith Lee look like a monster. Um, you know, I'm sure next week we'll talk a little bit more about predictions for the Great American Bash, and, and mm. even if we don't do every match because it's not really a, you know a pay per view type thing, right, but, right, right. but yeah. um, you know, I think that um, I think that we might see Keith Lee as the first double champion. In NXT,
0: interesting.
2: And I was going
0: to ask you guys. What yeah, you
2: thought. I, I think I think it's going to happen, and deservedly so because the man is incredible. Yeah, like he's I good. can watch I can watch Keith Lee compete against almost anybody. Like I could watch a Keith Lee Cameron Grimes match because Keith Lee is in it. <laughs> you know, I just hey, I, they, I they need to book that then. Yeah. They, you know, I, just, I I I like the guy. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's. I think when when he does make the move, he's the logical choice to go to Raw and win the championship right off the bat. <sighs> and then I hope I hope he has a year-long title reign. You I know? gotta
0: tell you.
1: I'm supportive of that.
0: I want I don't know if he can pull us off, but I want the Hulk. I've said this before. I want the Hulk. I want the you know, his brains, brains exploding out of his head. And I think in order to do that, he's got to be a heel. Um, and I'd like to see him as a heel, but so far, I'm not seeing the heel thing mm-hmm. in him. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean he can't do it. Yeah. No. yeah. But that's what I would love to see.
2: Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah. The sleeper match for me um, on this show was Santos escobar Dick Atlas. I... um those two guys can both go. Um, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was fun. I felt like it was just a little bit disjointed. Um, I felt like, especially like right in the meat of the match, right in the middle of the match, it felt like it was kind of falling apart a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think that Santos Escobar is fantastic. And he and Rockstar Spud... I'm gonna go back to calling and Rockstar Spud because I want to. Um, <laughs> he and Rockstar Spud are gonna be great when they when they have the payoff match, mm. and I think I think it's gonna be great. I hope
0: so. I do.
2: And uh, and I gotta support Tyler, man. I, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, man. They they are killing it. I yeah, love it seeing them. Yeah. Love seeing them, even though they beat they beat my Hall Pass, man. They beat Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. You
1: know. Hey, I saw that, man. Hey, she's attractive. Hey, I mean. Uh, Yep.
2: she's man oh man oh my goodness
1: i didn't know that was your. oh point. my goodness craziness
2: all right so uh gentlemen we've got uh it's we've time got, we've got fighter fest coming up
1: yeah we do uh-huh.
2: and uh so we're only going to deal with night one tonight because i, I want to see get...
0: how many <laughs> wrong i get this
2: time <laughs> <laughs> um so, Fighter Fest. For those of you who don't know, AEW's Fighter Fest is not on pay-per-view. They're breaking it up into two nights, two weeks in a row, and it's uh, taking the time slot of Dynamite. So there is no Dynamite next week. It's Fighter Fest Night One, and then the next week it'll be Fighter Fest Night Two. And uh, so we're getting that on TNT from eight to ten. And uh, uh, I do
0: want to say one thing, Ted. Okay. Yeah. With anybody who feels disappointed by not having to spend the $50 for a pay-per-view we can email you a paypal address and we'll get paid for the very first time ever
2: yeah so, it would know, be feel fantastic feel free yeah. go ahead we'll we'll split that we'll split that five five. it's great yeah there it's you a- go see it's, i
1: told you he was <laughs> the right. godfather yeah it's an offer you can't refuse right there
2: all right, guys. Uh so the, the the first match that's on the card for night one is MJF and Wardlow versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh I'm gonna throw this over to Tyler first.
1: Okay. Uh well I gotta tell you what, I think I don't know, I think MJF and Wardlow win it. I like the team of uh Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, but I just don't see the Hills losing this match.
2: Joe?
0: This could be the point where, first of all, if Wardlow loses, it keeps uh, MJF clean, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little tension between them, although there hasn't been a big build there. Mm -hmm. So once again, me trying to think I'm a booker, you know, (laughs) I would say this is where the breakup begins, where. Jungle and Luchasaurus uh win through some kind of miscommunication. Wardlow gets pinned. So I'm gonna say that uh uh the jungle jungle guys uh do they have a name Jurassic,
2: Jurassic Express. Jurassic
0: Express, that's right, I should have known that. Uh will take it.
2: I'm uh I'm gonna go with Tyler here. And I'm going to say MJF and Wardlow. <laughs> Although I was tempted and had the same thought about Jurassic <laughs> Express winning and why. I'm going to say MJF pulls out the win um, because I think they're going to build him up to get in the belt pretty soon. All right. Yeah. The next, next we got Private Party versus Proud and Powerful, uh, you know, with uh, Santana and Ortiz. And uh, Private Party's got Matt that- Hardy.
1: Okay, well, th- this is a tough one because you know it could go you know like any match either way, but I'm gonna actually just go out and lay on a land private party. That's a wild card, so. okay
0: all right, this one is not a big excitement for me. um yeah, I think because Matt Hardy's in the corner there,
1: yeah, it'll uh, get him safe I'll, been- I'll
0: I'll agree with Tyler.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to agree as well. So, We're, in that, trouble.
1: We're all agreeing.
2: That's, mm. that's our, uh, that's our one across the board there. Then we've got, <laughs> uh, Hikaru Shida defending her women's championship against Penelope Ford.
1: I don't see you taking it off Shida. I mean, it may end up being a decent match, but she's just won the title. I mean, she keeps it. That's all I can add to it. I mean, Okay. I don't know if it's I, one I'm just looking forward to.
0: Joe? I think you're right. I think, Tyler, you're right on that one. No changes there.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree, which is not making for a very I, I intriguing <laughs> set of guesses here. Agree, so. All right, what about uh, the TNT championship, Cody versus Jake Hager, Tyler?
1: Once again, I think Cody's going to win it. I, I mean, I don't see the belt coming off of it that press conference should have told you something Mm -hmm. as bad as yeah
0: i um i'm not a big jake hager fan and i don't think the push is there and so cody continues
2: yep agreed i think that cody continues because i think cody will drop it to someone bigger named than jake hager because he has been a failed experiment along with Rody lee and yeah, up last yeah. on night one we have the tag team championship with hangman page and kenny omega versus the best friends tyler coming to you
1: i don't see uh hangman and omega losing i mean i really like the opportunity for the best friends but with all the tension i don't know that you pull the trigger on the uh omega and hangman i see them retaining the titles the tag titles
0: okay joe okay will um Will Orange Cassidy be anywhere near them? There's a factor. Uh, He's on
2: night two, so.
0: Yeah, so a third man hanging around could potentially be a distraction. Uh, I know that the issues with uh, between uh, Paige and Omega, they're there, they're there, they're not. So you would think there would be more tension Mm-hmm. for a blow up mm-hmm. so I'm just playing this in my head and uh, yeah I, I don't think I can see a title change either you think it would be smart to do something there one of those cha- you know change hands but yeah, I don't think so
2: yeah. Yeah. okay alright yeah I listen my gut is telling me that they've been pushing the best friends the way they have for a reason mm. between them and orange cassidy um and that they've been pushing the the divide between hangman page and omega the way they have for a reason i don't see ftr versus hangman and omega happening just yet i see ftr versus the young bucks happening first with the young bucks putting ftr over and then maybe those that's how they become number 1 contenders and i see hangman and omega winning back the tag team championships from the best friends to line up the dream match so you're giving I'm, them
0: a lot of credit
2: <laughs> i'm a
0: uh, perspective
2: there because they'll have their blow off match and then they'll go have a drink and they'll be drinking buddies again <laughs> so like they'll their argument will make them lose the championships to the best friends they'll have a fight They'll be like, okay, let's go have a drink. They're yeah, back, but Kenny Omega doesn't together. drink, right? But that doesn't matter. Like the the shot will be of him him there with a with a you know glass of milk with a glass of milk and Hangman there with a beer in hand, and they're yeah, just sitting, okay. you know they'll they'll still all be all beat up and bloody and and bruised and sweaty from the fight, and they'll be sitting there backstage, <laughs> and you'll just see you'll just see Hangman go, and they'll clink and they'll drink, and then they'll, they'll walk away and they'll be fine, you know. Um, but I just, I, that's totally how I would write it. And that's totally how I see it. And maybe I'm stupid. I don't know, you know, but. Um, no,
1: it's an interesting. Yeah. To-
2: so that's my, that's my thing. Uh, you know, night two, we're not going to predict this week. We're going to talk about that a little bit next week, but we've got that's Brian good. Cage and, and John Moxley. We've got Jericho, Orange Cassidy, FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher of the Blade and Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., uh, Lance Archer with Jake Roberts versus Joey Janella, SCU versus the Dark Order, but it's going to be Brody Lee, Grayson, and Colt Cabana. So I guess that means he's officially joined. Um, you know, it is what it is. And Nyla Rose will be in action. That's all we get so far. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to Fighter Fest. I think that some of these matches are going to be fantastic. I think some of them are going to be there (laughs) Um, typical night (laughs) yeah and and it'll be it'll be pretty cool and um and joe i wanted to throw it back to you with something something interesting here to end the show man um because you know we always make fun of you for being the old guy but the old old guy comes with its privileges too as we've seen in these last five episodes of this undertaker documentary which came to an end um last where we saw the, the, the last ride come to the last ride here where Taker says he's okay if he never gets in a ring again. And, and he's, uh you know, he's only, he's only in the do not, you know, do not break this glass unless there's a fire, you know, in, in case of fire, break glass and pull out the undertaker kind of thing. And, um you know, I, uh I thought it would be cool, especially because you've been watching wrestling the longest out of all of us probably since before, um you know before we were born you know um, probably <laughs> but uh you know i, I thought it would be yeah. cool if uh if maybe we we talked a little bit about favorite memories of the undertaker just yeah. having one you know just picking one memory your favorite memory of the undertaker um you know and, and just celebration of his 30 years in the business
0: who's going to start tyler or do you want me to do it?
2: Age before beauty, my friend.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. just okay. I got to see Mean Mark Callis back in uh, WCW. Um, he was in. He was in some other iteration. Uh, I don't remember if it was UWF yeah. or you know it was out out west you mm-hmm. know and uh i can't remember what character he played do either of you guys remember
2: i remember but, i remember being mark but i don't remember all
0: right. all right i need to look that up and maybe uh but but here he comes the first time as the undertaker with paul bear Right? And I just thought to myself, man, this is this is freaky. And uh, but it was always intriguing. And in those early days, maybe a little too clownish, not the right word, maybe a little too over the top with Paul Bearer, mm. only because Paul. You know, and and Tyler does it pretty well. But uh, who would have thought then that it would be probably one of, if not the most legendary characters in the business for that many years? Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. was always The Undertaker. And I just remember in those very early days just going all right but you know how long is this going to last and what about the urn and this and that they found a lot of iterations including with Cain, and everything else and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i think it's wonderful i, I really do because you look back and you go who
2: knew yep
0: I don't think anybody knew, but they did a fine job on it, and of course, it all goes down to the
1: man himself, so.
2: Yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. Tyler, what what about you, man? I kind of agree with Joe. I mean, it's amazing how characters evolve, and he's one of the guys that really became the franchise player for, for Vince. I mean, he stayed loyal. He was tempted at times, but, you know, he just knew that was his home, and he was somebody the locker room looked up to. Like if there was mm-hmm. problems, that was the guy you went to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Undertaker. That that was the other aspect of, you know, not just his character, but as the man, he was very admirable. admirable mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to get at. And and just going back to Paul Bear, you know, I, I can't help but love that character. Not because I, I do the impersonation. He just it got a little cartoonish, but I love that. I think as a kid, I was I was scared. It was like who's this ghostly guy with him, and then you hear that deep voice. It was just so iconic. But then we got the biker gimmick. I mean, that was cool. I mean, after the Kane thing, you know, he just mm-hmm. so many reinventions of the character. And he, I just think it's he's he'll go down as one of the greatest characters of all time. Not just WWE, but of all time.
2: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um. So. One of my earliest memories, and this is gonna make Joe feel really, really old, but one of my one of my earliest memories of The Undertaker is him sacrificing Stephanie McMahon <laughs> up on the Taker T, you know? Um and right then, I, I distinctly remember how I felt during that. Because how I felt during that, I was I was young, obviously, you know, I I was younger at that point. Um and I remember feeling during that, like, wow, this guy is just crazy. Like what the heck is going on right now? There, there's someone being sacrificed on television right now. Right. Like, um, and so I think, I think maybe that corporate ministry, ministry of darkness undertaker mm. might, might be my favorite persona of the undertaker. Mm. But my favorite wrestling memories of The Undertaker were him as, as, as Big Evil, you know, as, as, as the American badass. Um, mm. because, because he was allowed to take off the shackles, you know. And he talks about that in The Last Ride a lot. He talks about, you know, when he transitioned to the American Badass, all of a sudden he was allowed to do things in the ring that he was never allowed to do as this zombie man, the Undertaker, who always had to be slow and methodical in the ring. All of a sudden he could show off his athleticism. Um, And we got to see a lot more of it with him as the American Badass. And we got to see more of his striking and we got to see more submission wrestling from him with that, with that awesome triangle that he, that he managed, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think as a wrestler watching his matches, I think I probably had the most fun as, you know, with him as the American badass and, or right after when he came back as the traditional undertaker, but he kept the mannerisms of the American badass. You know what I mean? Like mm. he comes back at WrestleMania 20, I think it was.
0: Yeah.
2: Um where where he comes back with like the shoulder length black hair and he's fighting Kane and Kane thinks that he he buried him alive or whatever and and um you know that that Undertaker was really fun to watch. The post-spiker Undertaker was really fun to watch because he was back to being the dead man. But he was still doing all the athletic stuff because he knew, even though Vince says, we said this earlier this episode, Vince says, well, they forget, but you know, people forget, but Mark realizes like, uh, they're not going to forget that I was jumping over the top rope, you know, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to forget that I do this triangle hold now, you know, sorry, that's just not a thing. I'm going to keep doing those, you know? And, um, and so I think that that was really, it's been a fun time to watch the undertaker and the, you know, that that 99 to, to 2007, 2008 mm. time frame was really fun time to watch The Undertaker. But my, but my most distinct memory of The Undertaker is still him sacrificing Stephanie McMahon on The Undertaker <laughs> T. And, um, you know, that's part of why I fell in love with wrestling, man. Like, the, the Ministry of Darkness was so cool. It was what the Dark Order should be and it just can't be because it would just be the Ministry again, you know?
0: I don't think I'll ever forget the resurrection uh, stuff there, too. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, if I if I had to pull one moment out, I think it was the resurrection. You know, like, what? Yeah. What, what? Oh, all right. Okay. Yep. Right. yep.
2: <laughs> My least favorite memory of The Undertaker doesn't actually even involve The Undertaker. It's when they tried to reproduce the Undertaker with <laughs> oh, Mordecai. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they tried to re, when they tried to reinvent the Undertaker with Mordecai, that failed miserably. And then nice. they, then they made him. What was it? It was a, uh, it was Kevin something, and he was a vampire on ECW for the Sci-Fi oh, Network. Yeah, Kevin Thorne. Kevin Thorne. Yeah, Kevin Thorne.
1: Oh man, there are uh, many
0: things that I have forgotten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> On
1: purpose. Please don't
0: remind me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose.
1: <laughs> hey, The best vampire, I know it's not the Undertaker, but let's just say Gangrel was awesome. Gangrel. Gang uh, that's somebody I like.
0: Yeah, that was a different... Yeah, yeah that's okay. what
1: I'm saying, the contrast. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. All right,
0: well, I think it's about time we wrap things up here. Folks. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, I think uh, we tried to have a little fun tonight, tried to avoid some of the ugliness that's out there right now. Um, I want to wish everybody who sees this, listens to us, spends a little time with us um, the best Mm -hmm. and uh, give you some uh, hope for the future. And to everybody who's been impacted in some way, um, all I can say is respect and power Mm -hmm. Uh, You're strong people, and I wish you um, love and peace. Agreed. That's all I got to say, my friend. So thank you, Ted. Thank you, Tyler. Hey,
2: thank you. We'll, uh,
0: We'll see you next week. All right. Later.